to solve this murder. I am your detective, Bill. And I am your crime scene, criminal and witnesses, Danny. We're on part seven of the Murder on the Links. In part six, we examined the second body, which turned out to be a death by natural causes, followed by a stabbing of a corpse. Upon re-examining the timeline, we realised that the broken watch may have been placed there to change the perceived time of the murder. And then we discovered that this entire murder is eerily similar to another one that happened 20 years ago. How are you feeling? I am not feeling good. What the hell is happening? Okay, okay, okay. Like, here's the thing. This is nonsense. But here's the other thing. What is going on? These are my two calls. Like, okay, so... It gets wild. It does get... So there was a murder 20 years ago of a different wealthy man and a different wife where the wife's story was exactly the same, right? Yeah. It was like faking a political intrigue, secret, secret papers thing of her husband so that she could then set up a murder in which people ransack the... The, the, the place, bind her, gag her, two bearded men come in and da-da-da. But they stabbed him in the heart, right? This was not the same. This was a man stabbed in the back. Wait, I'm, I'm, sometimes you just got to talk it through. So here's what, here's what this means to me. Mrs. Renault thought, I love this. Let's do it. But she said to her husband... I love what? Sorry. I love this plan. I love like doing a, doing a 20-year-old murder. Oh, okay. But she didn't want to do it to kill her husband. What she wanted to do was set it up. That, uh, this theory did not hold water yet, but hold on. She wanted to set it up to fake her husband's death so he could leave and get away from his, I don't know, creditors or something, right? That's why the original murder had a stabbing through the heart, right? What did this murder have? Well, we've just discovered a second body that was stabbed through the heart while wearing like a blue suit. A fancy suit. Now, we discovered that body was like a vagrant passing through town. And he had on a fancy blue suit. Maybe her plan was, with her husband, like, they found this... He died of an epileptic fit. And they went, this is our perfect chance. Dress him up in your fancy blue clothes. A nice expensive suit. We stab him through the heart. We pretend it's you. I don't know, because you're new here. The French people don't know you. We just like... I, all I need to do is like, identify. You say, that's my husband, right? They kill him. Put him in the bed. He's like, here you go. He's a, he's a vagrant. Ah, hark, a vagrant, right? So she's like, okay, that's the plan, right? She gets, she, whatever, they try and stage the rest of the murder. I don't know why. But she doesn't think it's going to be her husband dead. They th she thinks it's going to be this vagrant that they found. But then I ask her to identify the body and she goes, wait, what? That's why she freaks out so much. She's like, that's, that's my, because she wasn't like, oh no. Like she fainted. She, if she had known her husband was really dead and then she saw a dead husband, she wouldn't be like, oh my God, oh my God, what the? She'd be like, oh no. And she'd turn away. She wouldn't be like shocked, but she was shocked. She was like, holy hell, what the heck is going on? That's my dead husband. She fainted because she didn't expect it to be a dead husband. She expected it to be a vagrant in a blue suit stabbed through the heart. But then she was like, well, that's my husband in my son's coat stabbed in the back. These are different criteria and they've made me legitimately sad. That was her bit. So it was an attempt to fake the death of the husband. Is there anything else from earlier that you can make fit into this? Yes. I don't know I basically yet. want you, like when we do Escape This Podcast uh, but, and you we... have to check off items, I want you to check off things that work for this. I'll check off gun. I'll check, I'm oh, just kidding. Um, 
Have we stumbled accidentally onto a denouement? Have I just basically cracked it? I think <laughs> I've cracked it. I mean... I'm looking at Danny's face and she's looking at me like, yeah, yeah, you've definitely cracked it. She's not. She's really not. Well, here's the thing. You've discovered a plot to not kill Mr. Reno. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Shut up. I don't know the rest of the actual murder yet. Quiet. Let me co- hold on. Let me let me figure this out. Let me. I'm looking through my notes, everybody. This is it. If you're following along at home, look through your own notes. I'm assuming you've got like a cool little, like a like a moleskin notepad that you keep in your jacket pocket, and you take it out and you and you flip it over, like flips up like that, and you like and you get your pen out and you're like, no, just one more question. That's where I'm at. I'm looking through my notes. Let's say she tried to fake. Well, okay. The day he has the the fight, he suddenly sends out. Oh, not the fight. Here's the argument with the vagrant. We see the vagrant die. The day we get the dead vagrant. He's like, this is my chance. He immediately sends out a thing to Poirot, like, I fear for my life. Oh, if someone kills me, this is why. Oh, it's a long-running problem. Do, 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 do. So he sends it out. That's like evidence. Then he sends his chauffeur away because maybe he doesn't really want Poirot to arrive. I don't know. He's like, Poirot, I'll pick you up. Call my chauffeur. And he's like, chauffeur, get out of here. I don't want Poirot investigating. I just wanted to set a paper trail that I asked Poirot to investigate. Maybe. But then he says, for God's sake, come. That's weird. But that's like an addition. Maybe at first it was like, oh, great, this is an excuse. But then he was like, oh, actually, no, now I do fear for my life, really. So I'm going to add a little addendum of like, actually, could you come, really? Like, could you really come? Because the first was just a paper trail for my fake death. But the addendum is, oh, actually, I really wouldn't mind if you did come. All right. So there's something there, maybe. Okay, that's something. That's something, everybody. Holy, holy heck. Holy butts. All right, so next. Going back to my notes. I have so many notes. I've got more notes than you have. What else happened that day? What else happened that day? Let's go look at my timeline. He sends, he says to Jack, go to South America. Mm. Why does he say to Jack, go to South America from Paris? Because he wants to give his son an alibi? So they don't suspect the son in his murder? That'd be a bit weird. Well, why would Paris not be enough of an alibi? Why would Paris not? Because he... Why would Paris not... Yeah, why would you send him mm. to South America? Because he's going to be in South America. What did the... I had the copy of that of the, of the telegram, and it seemed off to me for some reason. It was just very just abrupt. It was telegram language. Yeah. It was basically just like, please go to South America. Did it say South America? What did it say? Yeah, Buenos Aires, Santiago, etc. Okay. So it wasn't like... South America, meaning my house. Unlikely. Okay. What could be another reason for sending him well, away? Well, he has all his business in South America. Sending him away also stops him coming to the house and seeing you and recognising that it's not the body. You say, go away, because he's another person who you don't know whether or not he'll look at the corpse and be like, uh, that's not my dad. That's a He's- random man. You would very much expect that he would know what his father looked like. So that makes him seem like he's not in on this plan. Because otherwise you would call him in and say, like, hey, back me up and say this is your dead dad. So he's now not in on... Like, I could I gotta, I gotta remake some notes. Okay, hold on. Um, faked death with vagrant. Jack sent away to not... Ruin plan. Now, sometimes I worry when I do this out loud that people are going to judge me because you're all now getting a live feed of how long it takes me to write words. And I worry <laughs> that you'll be like, he's such a slow writer. I was like that when I was on Triviality writing down my answers. Everyone was saying, oh, yeah, locked in. I was just went, oh my God. 
This is a two-line answer. They're lying. So Jack sent a way to not ruin the plan by identifying that's not my dad. That's not my dad. That's not my dad. And They this... call him Vagrant. They call him BT. That's not my dad. That's not my dad. Yeah, Sorry, cut that. <laughs> you want me to cut that? That's gold. I don't even know if that's a song outside Australia. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Um, okay, so he'll come back and say, that's not my dad. Does this give you any further thoughts on the chauffeur? Okay, I'm a sh- the chauffeur also could identify, that's not my dad. Mm. <laughs> or my boss. <laughs> chauffeur sent away. He sent away anybody who knows him. But the servants know him. Do they? I mean, they've been there for six weeks. Surely they'd recognise him at least a little. Would they be the ones asked to identify a body? Leonie is blind. Sorry, no, wait. Francoise is blind. Leonie is... Well, she spilled tea three days ago. Who would you get to identify a body? The wife. 100%. You would get family, Mm. for sure. Or just anyone who is actually close to him. Or someone who's been with him for a long time. I'm assuming the chauffeur is not with the house. So he's trying to fake his death. But then he dies. Mm, here's the problem. And this is why Renault was so worried. Now, first of all, why would you fake the death? You'd fake the death because there, there is some, some money issue. If I could find out that he... Or because he's being blackmailed and he wants to get out of that situation. You already very much know he's being blackmailed. And he is being blackmailed. You just don't know why yet. No. That's why I sent you, Poirot. Didn't you find out who, who Madame Dubreuil is? Yes. Oh, have he, has he told me? Is she... The, the woman? The, the wife of Arnold Beraldi? Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. P.T. Renault is the lawyer from the previous story. He is George whoever. Because he did the stabbing, then he disappeared, and he sent a letter of confession to get the wife. But he hasn't been caught. So his secret that he is trying to protect is that he is George. Do you recall that nobody knows anything about his pre-South American life? I did not recall that nobody knows anything about his pre-South American life, but it's a very good point. Already at the start, I was like, you think maybe he's French, maybe he's French-Canadian, or maybe he's... Okay, whatever. All right. So he has a... So he he doesn't... We don't know his past. So he's George. Okay. PT, everybody, PT is George. Now, I don't have a surname written for that character. Cano. Oh, I was going to write Lazenby. How do you spell Cano? C-O-N-N-E-A-W-E-A-U. Cono. All right. So PT is George Cono, a con artist. He did the stabbing and he disappeared. Now, what do we know about the wife? About Arnold Beraldi's wife? Did we get a name from the paper of who she was? Or just... Not particularly. His wife, Madame Wife Beraldi. and with daughter. Wife with daughter. Well, this wife has a daughter. This wife does have a daughter. Is there a picture of her in the newspaper? Does she look exactly like Madame Dubroy? Probably. If not, I'm going to assume it is. So that's Dubroy. But why would she blackmail him when he could blackmail... No, wait, she got acquitted. Mm. So you couldn't blackmail her. I'll get... I'll prove that you are who you are. She's like, yeah, I know who I am. I got off on the crime. Okay, so Dubroy... Dubroy is Baraldi. Okay, I've got to write this down. Everyone keeping track. PT is Cono. Dubroy Baroldi, by the way, but... Barol... Sorry? Baroldi. That's what I said, right? Well, it's with a... It's B-E-R-O. You're saying Baroldi, like oh, it's Italians. Oh, it's bear. 
Baroldi. Yeah, with a Y as well. Doesn't matter. How the so. hell do you spell this name? B E R O L D Y? Yep. That's a ridiculous name. Mm. Okay. Now, why does he not want Jack to marry uh, 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 Marta? Because Marta is his daughter. PT. No, maybe not. Um, but she's in relation with this woman who is blackmailing him. Doesn't want to be connected to that family. He wants to get away from that to stop himself going to jail for murder. But it is made pretty clear that Jack has no intention of cutting off ties to that family. No. Jack, he went and saw her last night. He clearly intends to pursue that relationship. So what else are we doing here? De Bruyne, okay, PT's George Conno, De Bruyne's Beraldi. And so you don't want Jack to marry the daughter. But also, he wants to marry the daughter, so he's probably not going to be, like, in on a plan to flee and never speak with him ever again, right? Mm. So maybe that's why he doesn't get included in this whole bit. He fakes his death, and he plans to leave, and that's all fine. What is he doing with Bella Devine? Why would he give money to Bella Devine and say, God's sakes, go now? Mm. It could be to make another attempt at dealing with Jack but I think that's a bit of a lost cause. Tell me more about the timeline of the evening and that they plan to fake his death. Oh, that's interesting, the timeline. of You're right, because that happens at, like, 10.30. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm faking a death in an hour and a half. I got to dig a grave. Like, I've got, I got an hour and a half, I've got 90 minutes to do this, this death. So go now. But where does she need to go now? To, to just go? Okay, so he just wants to get her out of the house. She was probably there to see Jack. And maybe be like, I'm going to kid Like, I love him. I love Because she's a freak who's obsessed with Jack. Mm. So he was just like, okay, fine, get out of here. Go find Jack. Oh, he's, in, he's on the train to, to... He's on the boat to South America. You better go now. Here's money for the fare. Get out of my house. Sends her away. Because he, he's planning this murder, slash, well, it's already a murder. He's planning the fake death. Sends her away. They then concoct this idea, and the plan, presumably, the original husband was, <laughs> was where? He was in the bed, stabbed in the heart? Oh, back in the old story? Yeah. yeah. So they've, they've done the heart stab. God, they're unimaginative. Why not just, like, do a different yeah. murder, you dummies? you got one murder plan. You've known how murder works Pretty once, much. you freaks. Stabbed in the heart, and he's meant to then just be somewhere while Reno is leaving, right? He's trying to, he's trying to leave. He's the one who's leaving on the 1217 train. So by putting the murder at two, you are disguising the fact that he could have just left, mm. right? Like the plan was he leaves at 1217, we then say the murder happened at 2 and then that way, even if they think suddenly you're alive, like How would he, yeah, how would he get out without being recognised? The train porter knew his son, so he'd probably know him as well. I mean presumably he would wear a disguise? Do we have evidence of there being a disguise other than that his coat yes. was the wrong distant length? We did somewhere very subtly in the last episode. What? We found evidence of a disguise? Yeah. We saw that the the, the well, the vagabond had his suit. Mm -hmm. Did he have the vagabond's clothes? Did you make any notes of what else was found in the shed? Oh, the shed, the shed. I said broken, discolored nails. No, that's nothing. No. What else was in the shed? Yeah. It had, it had, didn't it have like fertilizer in it? It had just random gardening stuff and some old clothes that were presumed to be old gardener's clothes. 
Oh, there was a set of old clothes in the shed. Okay, so his plan was to go to the shed, which is pretty much close to where he was found dead, like to, and to put on old yep. gardening clothes. That's where clothes. they'd been hiding the body. So the plan was to get to the body, put on the, on the outfit, take the body, throw it maybe in the grave. He just didn't get quite that far. That's he why he was seen, in his underwear. He wasn't seen leaving because he climbed out through the tree in the mm-hmm. garden and he, and he covered up the, the ground, out through the tree, covered up so to, to cover his tracks so it didn't look like anyone had left. If there had been footprints, they would have been leading only away from the tree, not towards the tree, but that was all covered up. That's why there was no dirt in the bedroom. No dirt in the, no dirt in the bedroom. He then goes to the shed. He goes, all right, body's here. I'm going to put on the gardener's clothes. I'm going to take the body, throw it in this shallow grave. Make it look like people tried to kill me. We got the story. But put it in a place that's definitely going to yeah, be found. People are going to see it. There's no, like, I want the body to be discovered. The French don't know me, so they're just going to have to take my wife's word for it, which is what ended up happening. They said, look, we need the wife to identify whether this is him. He then gets on the 1217 train, and no one's going to be like, did anyone leave on the 1217 train? Because we know the murder was meant to happen at two, mm-hmm. so that it's like, hey, great. Uh, why would we even ask about the 1217 train? The murderer couldn't have left then, so no one's even going to ask questions about it. He gets on in gardener's clothes with a big hat, being like, I'm just going back to the Calais. And then he does whatever the hell he wants. He starts a new life, something he's done before he knows how to do it. The wife would meet him somewhere, maybe, right? Because he seems like he loves his wife and she loves him, so she'd meet up somewhere. So this was the plan. I think we've solved the plan. That's it. I've got the plan, everybody. It was a, to trying to fake the death. He, we know the mechanism of how he faked the death. We know the, the motive for how he faked the death. The vagabond, I guess, just died and it was a bit of a, oh my gosh, this is it, this is our chance. We've got to work quickly. And that, everything was organised on that day. And that's where you get like an allowance for some of the silliness of the plan. Like, why bother setting a clock two hours forward and breaking it at midnight and not just break it at 2am? They didn't have time to plan all these details. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing. There are some things where they thought of one solution. They could have found a In better addition, solution. In addition, who would have broken it at 2am? Dubroy. Oh, sorry, Renault. Renault could have broken it. She was, could have... Oh, she. Oh, but she had. To, but he had to bind her first, so she couldn't have broken it later because he had to get real bindings on her. There was also, if you recall from the last case, suspicion fell upon her. She was arrested initially, the wife in that because case. Because her bindings weren't good enough? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So he had to. So that was, their, that was their fix of the old plan. Wonderful. So that's the plan. I've got that covered. If, if that were the only crime... Denouement mm-hmm. right here. Bang, done it. I'd get him into the drawing room and I'd say, I, get, I guess you wonder why I've gathered you all here. But that's, that's not, not the murder the I'm actually investigating. That's the fake murder I'm not investigating. What I'm investigating is the real murder, which was, I mean, look, no, I'm going to say real murder. The other guy died of a tragic accident and then they took advantage of it. Oh, one other thing, just to add on to that. Uh, mm-hmm. There was one thing found at the crime scene that was still related to this part of it and not the real murder. Oh, this orig- uh, what else was found at the crime scene? The knife. No. At the crime scene. At the... Oh, the, the South American cigarette. Okay, not what I was Where'd going for, but yeah. Sound... Was the vagrant from South America? No, it sounds pretty decoyish to me. It sounds pretty fake. Yeah. Yeah, it always seemed a little bit mm. convenient. Oh, the lead piping? Yeah. What's up with the lead piping? What did you specifically note about the lead piping? It was unwhacked. Indeed. What does that mean? A, a piece of lead pipe that was okay. not used as a what weapon. What if instead of unwhacked, I called it pre-whacked? Oh, the classic! I'm an idiot! Sorry, everyone at home. If you're, not cat- if, you're not, if you're not catching on, you would have a lead pipe ready so that you could 
absolutely, and this is very brutal, so please turn off your ears if, if you're sensitive, absolutely wreck that face. Just glonk it and smonk it and smash it and crash it so that people would look at the body and be like, I do not know who this is. Yeah, all you have is a tanned French man around the age of 50. Yeah, with a face smashed to smashereens. But he didn't get that far. He didn't get there. And so he just had a pre, pre-smashed pre lead pipe. I didn't really need that clue, so I don't mind the fact that Danny pretty much handed it to me. But it's an interesting no, yeah, I just want you to be able pipe. to cross out we're everything. Every, we're just for, that was more for you at home. I don't really need clues like that, but you might need them, so we gave it to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so that's what the lead pipe was for. Bang, bang, bang. Ticked off, ticked off, ticked off. Yes. Now, the actual murder. We got some problems here. I have a question mm-hmm. about, and I've asked this question before, but I have a question about his coat. Okay. He was wearing his son's coat. Yes. His son was wearing his coat. Yes. I'm not going to yet get to how those got mixed up, but my question is, if you saw him from behind in his son's coat, even though he's a different size and shape to his son, is the coat distinctive enough that if I knew the son, I'd be like, that's Jack wearing the coat. It would depend on how long you waited. Like, it is not impossible by a long shot. It is possible. It's at least a distinguishable enough coat that, say, if I was a crazed ex-lover called Bella who wanted to kill him for leaving me, I could see him at the golf course in the coat and run up behind him and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would probably take you a bit too long in the dark to go, wait a second, he's got some grey hair there. Great. Yeah. So, from behind, because he's wearing his son's coat, a fact I know because of the length, he could be mistaken for his son at night by a crazed Bella. Maybe is that just the the basis for the murder? Like, okay, Bella is like, I've got to go and get him. She leaves at at 10.30. She goes down to get to the train. So maybe she doesn't go straight to the station. Mm. Maybe she goes to intimidate Marta before she leaves or something. Maybe. She's like, you'll never get him. I'm going to get my hooks into that man. Do we even know if she knows about Marta? She's yes, she, she knows she about Marta. Thinks that there's another girl. She sent a, if you don't send a letter saying if you ever stop loving me and love anyone else, I'm going to murder you. You don't send that if you don't at least suspect there's another lady. All right. Let's say I, I don't know this yet, but let's say Bella, something keeps Bella from leaving immediately, so that she is still around when Jack arrives. And she's like, "Oh, Jack, you've arrived." So she follows Jack back, thinking he's going to go home, and then she can follow him home and be like. Hey, Jack, it's me. You want to kiss me? But gets to the fork in the road. Jack goes left. Bella goes crazy because she knows there's a hot young lady in that left house. She sees Jack go in because we know Jack saw Marta that night. He didn't go and do anything with the murder. He went to Marta's house and Bella was like, what the hell? What the hella is going on in there? She's now incensed and crazy, as we know from the note. So then, again, I'm skipping a step because I don't understand how to fill this in. She then goes to the to the links. At that point, sees the father wearing Jack's coat. I'm not quite sure when the coats got swapped. And goes, thinks he can walk out on, on me, does he? And stabs him. How does she get the knife? This is a big question, isn't it? If I can, so I have three questions to answer, and then I think I've got it, and then I think I've cracked the whole case. Pyro is looking at me with a such a supercilious smirk on his face because he solved it years ago. But I'm catching up, Pyro. You're gonna give me a break. There are three questions I need to answer, and the questions are: How did she get the knife? 
How did, because I think I've cracked it. How did Bella get knife? That's question one. Question two is when did coats swap? And I think question three is just like, why didn't Bella leave? I, th- I think it's about that. I, I, that's a very minor question because it could have been anything. She's a slow walker. Yeah, that was over an hour later. Was it over an hour, right? Like there's, a, there's like in. an hour of un, un, unaccounted for time. Mm. So I want to know what happened there. So those are my three questions. How did she get the knife? When did the coat swap? Why didn't she leave? If I can answer those questions and they have satisfying simple answers, then I've, got, then I've cracked it and I've basically done the denouement. All right. So, so where everyone are you just everyone just all that stuff I said about the 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 fake murder, can you just like go over that in your mind palace and control C that so that later on you can control V that and I don't have to repeat it again. Is that fair? Could you all have copy and paste in your mind palace? If you do, please do that for me. If you don't, you need to update to the latest version of Mind Palace. Now, how do I answer these questions? What knife? Was there a, there was a was there a knife there was a knife in the dead body, wasn't there? Yes. What knife is that? Is that just a knife? No, no. It looks like the knife. It, like, it's the it's same the knife. knife? Yeah. It's the same knife. That's the knife that was missing from the bedroom. May- maybe? No, wait. It's the same knife. They retook the knife. Wait a minute. The knife was found in both bodies. It's the, and it's, the, it's not the same type of knife. It's the exact same knife, isn't it? Because I let Bella... Take the knife earlier. Or Bella's sister, maybe. I don't know. Bella. Why would you take it out of one and put it back in the other? That's nonsense. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why is it the same knife? Why is it the same... Why is it the same knife? Hold on. Hi, everybody. What's the Occam's Razorist solution to that? The Occam's Razorist solution is... Whoever took the knife from the shed when I left it unlocked, had originally seen it in the other body and thought, I'll just put that back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just realised I left the knife in the wrong body. I'm just going to go put it back. That's the most Occam Razor solution. I need to get a drink of water. I'm taking a two second break. Okay. I'm back and I've got it. The simplest solution is Danny just lied to me. (laughs) Because I was about to say... That there are two knives. And Danny was like, no, there's not. Danny, this, the Occam's razor is, Danny hates me. Because that isn't the same knife. The simplest solution is, hi, I'm Jack. I am terrible at giving presents. <laughs> I always call people and say, oh, I don't understand women. What do they want? Do they like uh, uh, flowers? Uh, what do I get my mum for Christmas? And everyone says, hey, you just have to think about the people in your life like they're humans and not weird different species objects, women are not a thing, give a gift that makes sense to that person. But he doesn't have any empathy. He doesn't understand these things. So he doesn't know what to do. So he goes, well, you know what I have a lot of? Women love wire from an aeroplane turned into a knife, don't they? So he's like, look, I'm an Air Force guy. Uh, I just have one gift that I give to everybody, which is it's a knife made out of the wire of a plane. So so mum says... Oh, my birthday's coming up. And he says, don't worry, Mum, I gotcha. And he goes, have this knife. It's made from the wire of an aeroplane. And then Bella says, I love you. It's our anniversary in two days. And he goes, oh, this Bella, this freak. Okay, um, oh, it's our anniversary. I've got a lovely gift for you. It's this knife. It's made out of the wire of an aeroplane. <laughs> Here you are. 
Marta, can I check? Now, this is my, my fun way to figure this out. Can I check if Marta has a knife made out of the wire of an aeroplane? <laughs> um, you do a quick search of a house, you don't find it. Yes, I do. You know I do. <laughs> he do. has his one gift. He has, he gives them to everybody. So, so uh, Mrs. Renault, she's like, oh, yeah, they took my knife made out of the wire of an aeroplane and they stabbed it into the body because she took her knife made out of the wire of an aeroplane and stabbed it into a body. That's already a thing. The, the knife that was in Mr. Renault was another knife made from the wire of an aeroplane that Jack gave to Bella. That's Bella's knife. Bella, she's like, oh, I better take the knife back because I left it in the body. Oh, that's so sad for me. So she goes back to the body. She, she connives with Hastings. Why would she? Because to her mind... That's too clear an indicator that it's her, because Jack wouldn't give a knife made out of the wire of an aeroplane to just anyone. It's, he gave it to her because she's special. So that's the only version of that knife in the world. So she's like, I better take it because otherwise it incriminates me. Bella. Why did she leave it in the first place? Uh, because she rushed out. She was a freak. Fair enough. She was late to meet her sister <laughs> on the boat back to Calais. <laughs> She she left. She needs to recover it so that like people can't like fingerprint it or whatever or, or find mm. out that it's hers. She wants to get it before the 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 the, the testing is done. Which is weird because it had no fingerprints on it. But that's because she has no fingers. Oh, and she just forgot about that. She forgot that she has no fingers. People always do. Right. You look at a person with no fingers. You're like, oh my god, you got no fingers. And they go, I mean, I guess I never think about it. It's just normal to me to not have any fingers. You're so used to thinking about how you don't have fingers that you forget you don't have fingerprints. Exactly right. Well, she wants... I don't know. Surely it's reasonable to want the knife back because it was your... Or she wants it back because she realised she didn't kill Jack, so she needs a new murder weapon to kill Jack with. <laughs> She's like, oh, wait, I just figured out that, wasn't, that was Jack's dad. I better get my knife back so I can stab Jack. Either way, she needs it back for her, per, her own personal use. Fair. It's part of the... She uses it part of the act with her sister. Oh, of course, the knife throwers. Yeah, they're vaudeville actors. Yeah, we didn't think about that part. So she wants the knife back. So that's her knife. I'm ticking off how did Bella get the knife. It's her knife. Why did she take it back? I think you just go back and take evidence to stop getting accused of a crime, right? Is there any more, more interesting explanation for that? You're looking yeah. at me like there might be. No, not really. Oh, then why do you even ask the question? Yeah, she takes the knife back because it's her knife. She wants it back. And also because like, it could incriminate her if people do proper testing on it and things like that. She wants a knife. And maybe also she realized Jack isn't dead. She wants a new Jack killing knife. She wants the poetic justice of killing Jack with his own knife. Mm -hmm. That's how she gets the knife. When did the coats swap? Yeah, when makes sense for the coats to have swapped. So clearly he leaves with his coat and nothing underneath because he doesn't want to leave clothes anywhere. He's put the coat on. He's going to head off down to the body. He takes the coat off. He puts the coat on the body, makes it more like that's me. Mm. He puts on the gardener's clothes. He leaves. So the fact that PT wasn't wearing clothes was just an indication of his plans to get, on in, get dressed into new clothes. Not rushing out in a huff, but rushing out to get dressed into other clothes. So that's fine. That's why he leaves in just the coat. But why does he get Jack's coat? Because Jack came to the house that evening and left his coat there and accidentally took his dad's coat. No one seemed to have seen Jack at the house that evening. That is the one floor in my plan that no one saw Jack arrive because he left his coat with Madame de Broy. Why did it have to be this evening that the coat swapped? I suppose it didn't. It could have been whenever that the coat swapped. But that would mean Jack has been here. When was Jack last here? Two weeks ago. And what happened? He had a fight over 
And he stormed out. And he abruptly. stormed out. So did Jack just take the wrong coat when he, he left? He just took the wrong coat. That's fair. That makes sense. The coat swapped two weeks ago. And then my only other question is, why didn't she leave? And also, is she her or is her sister her? Is she or her sister her? Who did I speak to on the train? Who did I see here? Who Did the one that I met on the links remember me from the train? Yes. Okay, so that's the one I spoke to on the train. Or she's talked to her sister since then. Okay, whatever. Is that Bella or is that Bella's sister? When I said, are you Bella? She was like, I believe it's her reaction. Um, so maybe she was like, not Bella. I'm Ella. Um, they're called Bella and Ella, I've decided. So she was coming back to grab her sister's knife. Her sister left it. And then she was like, oh, oh, I'm so dumb. I left a knife in her body. Could you go get it? And she's like, yeah, fine. I'll go get the knife in the body. So she comes back. But the reason her sister didn't make the original trip is that she was busy murdering, even though that was not the same day by any means. It was like the day before. It was the 10.30 when she was meant to leave and she didn't. No? Yes. Was that the, how did that timeline work? The moment I was on the train heading back to, to, to Calais, would that have been the same day that she was in To be honest, France I have no Chal- idea. I don't even know if it specified what day that was in the book. Okay, we don't know. I don't know the timeline. But it was a pretty quick turnaround. Because maybe that's when that's why she missed the boat because she was busy hanging out in Via Genevieve. It may not have even been a lurking at Via Genevieve. It may have just been a hanging around France doesn't want to leave. Yeah, because she doesn't want to leave her boy. I mean, yeah, where was Jack? Paris. Maybe she was in Paris. Maybe she was in Paris. Okay, so this is her sister comes back to grab the knife. She's like, oh, my sister left a knife in her body. I gotta look after her because I'm the older sister. My younger sister's a ditz and she keeps leaving knives in bodies. But so why didn't she leave? She didn't leave because she doesn't want to leave. Yeah, why would she? She's just had the father throw some money at her and say go. Yeah. That's like a tacit approval of her as his daughter-in-law. Do you also notice... <laughs> yep. Tell me about this check. It said Devine. Sure, sure. Do you have the check? No, I have the... the like a torn little part of the check. Yeah. Can uh, I find the rest of the check? Uh, Francoise threw it out. She she found the like the rest of the scraps on the floor got thrown out when she cleaned. They were scraps. Did she tear it up? Like I'm not taking your mm. money. Oh my god! It was scraps. She didn't take the check. She said, "You can't buy me off. I'm Bella Devine." And she tore it up and she threw it on the ground and left in a huff. And he was like, oh, "Get out of here, you!" He tried to pay her off, but she refused. And so she's still around being annoying. And maybe that was also her being like, well, why is he trying to get me out of Jack's life? And maybe made her start looking more intently at Jack having a secret lover. Maybe. So she didn't leave because she just didn't want to. So I've answered my questions. Does that mean I've solved the mystery? How are you going to find out anything to confirm this? And more to the point, how are you going to find her? Oh, that's true. She did leave. I probably do need to find the murderer, don't I? How does one find a murderer these days? I know what she looks like. All right, so I have to go and find a murderer. I can't do it down in because I don't have the people required. I need to find <laughs> the murderer. They have to sit down in the room. I actually have to find her. I can't be like, she did it. So where do I go? Do I just run to the porter and be like, don't let her leave, don't let her leave, shut down the trains? I mean, why do you think she's here? You're right, she was here. You, you saw her off. I did get her to leave, didn't I? Yeah. Can I stop the boat going to England? She wouldn't be leaving. Where would yeah, she be going? It's a good question. I think she got away free. 
<laughs> you do have a lot of police resources, and you I know. I put out an APB on her. You know the name and the career of the person you are looking for. Oh, yeah, that's true. I call Bex. <laughs> no, you know what? I call Jero. And I say, Jero, Jero, Jero! We have to find this woman. She is young. She wears too much makeup. She swears like a sailor. She, there are two sisters, the Duveen sisters, Bella and someone else. And they're from England, but they could be in France, and they're vaudeville performers. Put out a... get all the hands on deck looking for this lady. She killed P.T. Renault. And Gerard, on the other end of the phone, goes, <clears throat> Uh, you still have Villa Genevieve? Uh, yes. We made our arrest. Oh, you found her? No, we arrested Jack. Oh, Jack didn't do nothing. Early, cause uh, he's confessed. Oh, why do they all do this? These men! Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media Network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Wit from the podcast Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening.